And hello, everyone, and welcome to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live from our station here on www.twave.tv and our various network. And it's great to be here with every one of you. Remember, our lines will be open, 305-992-9537 or 321 time As we continue making our way through the book of Zechariah, looking at this God's mighty angel, Jesus himself, revealing to us this incredible uh, revelations here today we're going to be talking about the flying scroll in the basket so stay tuned for today's program and of course before we continue i'm going to ask nathan jones if you will open us up with a word of prayer lord we thank you so much that we can study your word freely and without persecution we do pray for those brothers and sisters around the world lord who struggle to, to even find a bible and have to hide their faith but lord we pray that uh, we'll be able to share with them all over the world and your gospel will spread in your precious name amen Amen. Again, you're tuning to the Truth to Set Your Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition with Vic Batista and Nathan Jones as we continue to make our way through Zechariah chapter 5. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth to Set Your Free Ministry. You can find more information here on www.twave.tv. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother. Great to be on. How are you? I am doing blessed. Super excited uh, to be here uh, with you once again. And just, man, listening to all the wonderful things that God is doing through you and in the ministry there, Lamb and Lion. So it's very, very exciting. So how are things in Texas, Nathan? Texas is, is beautiful. It's, uh, we've had a lovely spring, but uh, we've been affected by the flooding like a lot of the country and even in Europe. So uh, how about you, brother? I heard uh, a hurricane pretty much went through um, Florida there. Well, you know what, Nathan? Thank you for your prayers. Thank the Lord. Nothing except a little bit of rain and a little bit of wind, which we really needed the rain around here. So no casualties in our area. And uh, just keep us in prayer because hurricane season is upon us. Isn't it a little early this year? It, it does, Nathan. You know, every year is a little bit different. And, uh, yeah, so it, here in Florida, that's the challenge. We have, like you always say, paradise. But paradise sometimes has its little bit of windy seasons. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not much into climate change and the environmental call that we have global warming. But Jesus did say in the end times that... Uh, one of the signs of the soon coming would be that nature would, would be in flux. And Absolutely. Rather, I don't know, worldwide, it seems like nature is certainly in flux. Nathan, that's an excellent point, and, and that's why we just keep praying for Texas, and you keep praying for Florida, right? We know we know the Lord is coming soon, but thank the Lord everything else is good, Nathan. Thank you for asking. Nathan, listen, um, I'm excited because, like I said, God is doing a lot of wonderful things with you and the ministry there, but just for someone who may be tuned in for the first time, would you be able to share uh, briefly just your contact information so people maybe can get a hold of your resources? Certainly. Well, uh, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister for Lamb and Lion Ministries. And our ministry is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our message is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that through all sorts of ways, but primarily through our main television show, which is called Christ and Prophecy. You can check it out on TBN and uh, Daystar and other networks. You can go to our website at lamblion.com or christandprophecy.org. And there we have a wealth of material, especially by our founder, Dr. David Reagan. Articles, TV shows, social networks, newsletters, blogs, you name it. We want to teach you God's prophetic word. Ooh, awesome. Thank you, Nathan. Those of you that are following our link, they're live to TweetCast and via Facebook.com uh, forward slash TWave.TV. You can actually catch that information there uh, as well. And Nathan, I'm actually pointing at a uh, book that I see here 
that uh, Nathan Jones and Steve Howell. C can you talk to us a little bit about that? <laughs> well, uh, our book, uh, it's been two years in the making, but uh, Steve Howell and I have finally finished a book called 12 Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets. And it's a book uh, about uh, the minor prophets, but particularly about the journeys of faith that they took and how they grew in the relationship with Jesus. So it's, it is, does teach you about the minor prophets, but most important is that we know everybody struggles with their faith. And so the purpose of the book is to teach people how to have better faith in Jesus Christ. And that's what the book's about. Folks can find that on our website at landlion.com and, of course, Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thank, oh, Nathan, thank you. And for those of you watching us live, they are twitcasting on our various networks. I'm holding that book up. And Nathan, thank you for my copy. Well, brother, you deserve a copy. You, you've been so encouraging, and I wanted to make sure you got one. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm treasuring. I'm going through it. I, this morning, I was actually reading it as part of my devotion, Nathan, and it was very encouraging. So thank you so much. Well, praise the Lord. I mean, we're going to be tackling Zechariah 5 today, and we definitely cover that in the book as well, in the chapter on Zechariah. Yeah, absolutely. And with that note, Nathan, thank you for opening up that introduction with us, uh, for us, as we have been making our way through the book of Zechariah, an incredible book. You call it the miniature book of Revelation <laughs> because of all the wonderful prophecies. And, and you and I tackled chapter 4. Nathan, before we move to chapter 5, would you be able to give us a quick glimpse of chapter 4 and then move us through chapter 5 here in Zechariah 5? Certainly. Well, the time period is the early 500s BC. The Jewish people have been exiled because of their sins up in Babylon. The Medo-Persian Empire has now defeated Babylon and has control, and King Cyrus created an edict that let the Jewish people return back to the land of Israel, where they've been exiled out of. About 200,000 went, and one of them was a young boy named Zechariah, who would grow up to be a prophet of the Lord. And they went through many trials and tribulations and trying to rebuild the temple, but they finally did. And as they were rebuilding the temple to keep the people excited and to give them hope for the future, the Lord gave Zechariah a number of visions, oracles, and even an epiphany. And we're right now in the middle of the eight visions the Lord gave him. And that would include the, in chapter 5, right. the, the um, flying scroll, which... Sounds strange, but that's <laughs> and a woman in a basket. Absolutely. You know, Nathan, now that you mentioned that there used to be a cartoon program called The Flying Scroll, and now it always brings me back to this uh, chapter here. But this is it is very exciting, and I really love every time you and I uh, go through the books, if there's something that we honestly don't really understand, we, we leave it at that. But like you said, some strange prophecies. Nevertheless, would you be able to take us, Nathan, through Chapter 5? Certainly. Well, let's start with the vision of the flying scroll, and that goes from verses 1 through 4. Then I turned and raised my eyes and saw there a flying scroll. And he, an angel, said to me, what do you see? So I answered, I see a flying scroll. Its length is 20 cubits, and its width 10 cubits. Then he said to me, this is the curse that goes out over the face of the whole earth. Every thief, thief excuse me, shall be expelled according to this side of the scroll, and every perjurer shall be expelled according to that side of it. I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts. It shall enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by my name, and it shall remain in the midst of his house and consume it with its timbers and stones. Mm. Nathan, and you said strange indeed, but we notice that every prophecy has significance to it, oftentimes referring to God's people. Can you talk to us a little bit about this? Well, it's neat is that Zechariah has shown something really strange. It's a flying scroll, and in our calculations, it's 30 feet long and 15 feet wide. So this is a big scroll. 
And noticing how curious, uh, of course, Zechariah is about it, the angel explains to the prophet that the scroll is in truth, the curse that goes out over the face of the earth. So right. It, it symbolizes a curse from God, and God even gets into the story here and actually explains it. He says that all thieves and those who take the Lord's name in vain will face a fiery finish. So it particularly points out two sins, thievery and using the Lord's name in vain. Hmm. Or Nick. purging it. That, you know, when you use the Lord's name in vain, you're committing perjury. Another word for perjury, of course, is that uh, uh, you're giving false testimony. So that, that's another of the Ten Commandments that's broken here. So you could say that two or three of the Ten Commandments were broken here, and the Lord is particularly pointing out these sins. And well, Nathan, and you know, and that's, that is true when we look at the book of Revelation, right? Uh, Revelation uh, there, 21 and 22, as we talk about heaven, and it says that no thieves or liars or none of these will enter into heaven, the kingdom of God, because God requires uh, uh, righteousness, right, Nathan, and purity. He does, he does. Now, all sin, of course, separates us from the Lord, but there are times where God will point out particular sins yes. as more, um, more damaging to our relationship with him and to ourselves than others. And here we've got, again, two uh, that are prickly. Theft, God doesn't want us stealing yeah. anything. And God doesn't want us taking his name in vain and giving false testimony about it. Good point. And Nathan, you know, you also mentioned here this scroll. And of course, as you and I were sharing, I just came back from Israel. And one of the most fascinating things were those Dead Sea Scrolls that were found just to validate uh, the word of God. And here you're talking to us about this gigantic scroll. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this was a big scroll. It's almost like a flying carpet. Right? It's <laughs> exactly. so large. But it, it, this curse that God's sending out shows that a time will come when the wicked yeah. will be judged for the rebellious against God. Yes. It's coming. You know, we kind of look at the world and we think that, that mm. sin is just running rampant right now. I mean, right. people seem to be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And yeah. The Christians are called bigots and haters because we stand up for what, the truth of God's word and moral right. law. And uh, we think, well, wow, the, the Christian side is losing and losing big time. But God promises that one day there will be a judgment yes. for this continued rebellious against God. It is coming. So wickedness yeah. might seem like it's flourishing now, but it's really on its last hurrah. Nathan, that's a good point. Another thing that I was so saddened is this movement of this homosexuality activity. And I go to I go to Jerusalem in Israel, Nathan, and they're celebrating the gay parade day. You know, there's parks filled with, with flags. And then I come here to the U.S. and I, I had a baby dedication to do in Pennsylvania. And they're celebrating that there. And this is the kind of sin that, you know, all sin is sin. But there are certain things that the Bible talks about in the last days that are particular why God is going to bring his judgment. Right, Nathan? It is true. Uh, Romans 1, I think, is one of the best chapters for that, and you probably agree, is that when a nation is in rebellion against God, yeah. God continues to step back and allow the people to get it what's called a depraved mind. Yes. So as he continues to step back, his hedge of protection, his, his restraint on the sin, the sin continues to get, in God's eyes, deeper and deeper and more profane. Mm. Uh, right now, we're probably at stage two, where the people are profane and that they've broken down all gender barriers. Yes. And they don't say, well, I can be whatever gender I want. And also that uh, that means that, that sex continues to be performed outside of marriage in any way, in any way. So where does it go? Mm. Well, when you look at the Bible, you see that it only can go so far. Once pedophilia and bestiality start becoming a norm, and God steps in and he destroys that. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. They were known for not just their rampant homosexuality and their rape gangs, 
but also, you know, horrible acts of pedophilia and the bestiality. I mean, mankind, the Bible says, becomes a brute beast when they're yeah. at that stage. And you God know, can't allow it anymore. Yes. If you look at the cities of Herculaneum and Pompeii, both covered by volcanoes. I mean, whole cities wiped out instantly. And as archaeologists dig them up, they find tons of profane drawings wow. all over the place. And the cities have gotten so profane that God wiped them out. Mm-hmm. And we'll do that with nations as well. And so we got we got to really be concerned here because as a nation, we have totally, and I, I get to the, think to believe we're at the point that we have totally given up on God and have turned to whatever lust seemed to drive us. And God will never let a nation last very long in that condition. Nathan, what an excellent point. You know, one of the reminders reminders that I brought back uh, from Israel was over by the Dead Sea, a big piece of uh, pillar of salt, you know? Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, and, and I brought some of these articles back as a reminder. We need to pray for our nation for these issues. Uh, look at the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah because people continue to uh, play around with God like his judgment is not coming. And the Bible says, right, Nathan, that there will be another judgment coming, but this time it will be as a flood of fire, right? Right. Well, God's not dead, just like the movie. That's right. <laughs> the news boys think God's not dead. It does seem that way. I honestly, it, I mean, you look around and you think, what is God doing? He looks like he's doing nothing, but he's not. He's letting us get to the point where we reach the time of judgment. And then as they promised, the church, those who have accepted him as Savior, will be raptured off this world, and then this seven-year tribulation will come on the world the, like you said, at the fire, the wrath of God will come upon this earth as a judgment upon the earth, but also to bring many people to know Jesus, Savior, to get them on their knees and repent. And we're getting real close, brother, I believe, to that point. Mm. You know, Nathan, that, and that's why I, I, I'm so glad that we're doing this program. And I hope that those of you that are tuned in or are you listening or maybe whether it's live now or in the future will recognize God loves you. God has a plan for you, but God is a just God, and He does have to punish sin. And again, uh, the idea is for repentance. No matter what sin people commit, if they repent, if they've returned to Jesus, Nathan, God forgives them for their sins, right? He does. As a matter of fact, He loves them so much that He was willing to die on the cross, a sacrifice for us. And when we put our faith yeah. and trust in Jesus as Savior, the penalty for our rebellion against God goes on Jesus Christ and then we can stand before us like Amen. Father Absolutely. And that's why we pray that those of you that are tuned in would know we want you to be encouraged as we're going here through this uh, chapters in the book of Zechariah chapter five. Again, as Nathan pointed out, uh, thieves, liars, perjurers, this this is not acceptable amongst God's people. And much of the judgment, right, Nathan, that came to God's people was for discipline because he wanted them to turn from their sin. Right. God isn't there just to be angry and to, to and some people have this idea that God just lives to be angry. No. He doesn't. He, but it's like a parent. You want to punish your child for the purpose of teaching them what is right versus yes. what is wrong and to bring them back into a right relationship. And that's what God's trying to do. The world cannot continue to just party on like there's no tomorrow. Absolutely. God will have to step in and say, you are destroying yourself, you're destroying society, and we need to get back to moral law again. And this is what one of these warnings are, that that for those who love what's righteous, uh, for mm-hmm. Christians love God's moral law, we want to see people live by it because it's, it's the best thing and it's the right thing. And uh, unfortunately, we're not seeing that right now, but this 
this vision, Vision 6 here, the flying scroll, is meant to give us hope that that time will come. Yes. Nathan, that's why verse 4 says, I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts. Now, some people might find that shocking that God is sending out the curse because we're so used to God just being a loving God, right, Nathan? And But no, that's the other side. He is righteous. He is. He's a judge. I mean, a judge can grant mercy and leniency, but he also has to give justice. Uh, you don't want criminals just getting off scot-free all the time. And according to the Bible, every single one of us, when we have sinned, is a criminal. And so we have to face the music at some point. Mm -hmm. But God gave his own son up to take that punishment on him if we just put our faith and trust in him. So he also gave us a way out. And not saying a way as in many, one of many, but the only way out, as mm -hmm. Jesus said in John 14, 6. And that's fine, too. That's how it should be, right? That's right. Excellent, excellent point, Nathan. And again, we pray for those of you that are tuned in. You're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition with Vic Batista and Nathan Jones as we're making our way through the book of Zechariah chapter 5 here, talking about this incredible vision of this flying scroll prophecy. And so, Nathan, now we get another uh, incredible uh, uh, vision here, prophecy, uh, in the following verses. Can you talk to us about those? Well, we had one crazy uh, <laughs> prophecy of us, and this man, and this is also a psychedelic. All right, five to the end of the chapter reads, Then the angel who talked with me came out and said to me, Lift your eyes now and see that what this is that goes forth. So I asked, What is it? And he said, It is a basket that is going forth. And he also said, This is their resemblance throughout the earth. Here is a lead disc lifted up, and this is a woman sitting inside the basket. Then he said, This referring to the woman, is wickedness. And he thrust her down into the basket and threw the lead cover over its mouth. Then I raised my eyes and looked, and there were two women coming with the wind in their wings, and they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the basket between earth and heaven. So I said to the angel who talked with me, where are they carrying the basket? And he mm -hmm. said to me, to build a house for it in the land of Shinar, when it is ready, the basket will be set there on its base. Amazing. So, Nathan, another really freaky kind of uh, <laughs> thing here. And I'm sure when I read it to him, I'm like, what exactly is this? Number one, Nathan, well, we, we notice a, a number of things here, but uh, we, we noticed, Nathan, we, and we talked a little bit about, but it seems that these are uh, angelic women beings here. We don't hear much about that. We don't. Uh, every reference to an angel in the Bible is in the masculine. Even the ones that are forces of nature or look like animals or or even like the four living creatures by the throne of God that, that look like a mishmash, a chimera of different, <laughs> different creatures. Uh, there's no references to women angels or female angels in the Bible because uh, Jesus even said that the angels are uh, can't bear children. They're not given in marriage, which right. means they're genderless, but they appear masculine, except for this case right here. So now, are the women really angels, the two women that fly the basket away, or are they imagery of female storks. We don't know. Right. But we do know that, that this was a, likely a very perplexing vision for Zechariah. Here he's got this woman, and she's not a woman per se. She's a personification of wickedness, of evil. Yeah. And she's put into this basket, and these two female angels, supposedly, carry the basket to the land of Shinar. And here's your Bible question quiz for today, Pastor Vic. Where is Shinar? Well, Nathan, if I'm not mistaken, is that the Babylonian area there? Excellent. And what is uh, particularly the plain of Shinar known for? What was built there? Well, we know in Genesis, Nathan, around 11 there, there was this Tower of Babel. 
where, or where it, right. And it does appear, Nathan, that like you said, all false religion derives there, and it kind of brings us to Revelation 17 and so forth, right, Nathan, where it talks about another woman. Yeah, this is what we're talking about, the birthplace of wickedness in, in the post-flood era. This is where mankind, instead of obeying God and spreading out throughout the world, earth, decided they were going to consolidate, they were going to build a tower, and they were going to rebel against God. And God then wiped the people with all these different languages mm -hmm. and then forced them to split up and to go into different people groups. And it's been what's divided mankind even to this day. And so when the Bible points to Babylon or Shinar, it points to the birth of wickedness in this age. And so that's what this is. Wickedness is taken out. And uh, it's crazy is that right. the angels actually sit there and build a place for it. In other words, that Babylon will be the seat of wickedness in the world. And like you said, Revelation says the same thing. When the Antichrist, the one world ruler comes, he will have a kingdom, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which the Bible calls Babylon. Now, whether it's the actual city of Babylon that's rebuilt in Iraq, that's certainly possible. But he's talking about the seat of wickedness in the world. So it will come again. Right. The one world ruler will have his seat of wickedness in Babylon, which has been prepared for the last days. Nathan, and of course, and we see there's a lot of false religions today, right? A lot of worship uh, of women. Even our president might be one. But <laughs> we, we noticed, Nathan, that one of the things that you mentioned, talk about false religion and blasphemy for God. Uh, again, what is this Babylonian woman riding on a beast, right, Nathan? Again, is we see this false religious system, and, and even in our time, it's right before our eyes. Yeah, Revelation 17 calls her a mystery Babylon, or the, the great harlot. In other words, she's a ecumenical, one-world religion that has uh, can't stand Christianity, has the blood of the saints on her hands, and she will rule religiously for the first three and a half years of the tribulation before the Antichrist has this religion killed and sets himself up as the object of worship. And so the second three and a half years of the tribulation will be direct Antichrist mm -hmm. worship. And yes. so I believe that these two verses, even though we're talking about 600 years between the two visions, uh, are given or talking about the same thing, mm. that mystery Babylon, that the seat of wickedness and evil in the world. And, uh, brother, I, I know by the time we air this, it might be later, but <clears throat> something really got me in the news this week, and that is that giant tunnel that they built underneath the Alps. And they, the people, when they finished it, commemorated it by holding a satanic dance ritual. I saw some of that. <laughs> the people were worshiping a goat god and engaging in, in lesbian dancing. And you gotta wonder, this is what they used to commemorate one of the greatest building projects in modern time period? I mean, when we have openly satanic rituals to commemorate what we do, brother, we are living in that time of Babylon. Not in the tribulation yet, right. we're getting very, very close. Nathan, I agree with you, and we should be upset about these things, and it, and it shocks me when Americans and Christians, supposedly, uh, don't even recognize this, and they think, oh, it's just a celebration. But it's almost like, where, where are we in terms of really checking our brains out at the door? <laughs> Well, it's like a black mass. Uh, like you said, when you were in Israel last week, in Tel Aviv, they had supposedly 200,000 homosexuals right. descend upon the city. And Tel Aviv, in Israel, of all places, is known as the gay capital of the Mediterranean coast. I've been there a few times, and, you know, it's like going to San Francisco. 
And then you had the atheists in D.C. on what they called their reason rally. They were reasoning that there is no God. You know, the Bible calls um, the person who says in their heart, there's no God fools. And so then you've got this, this celebration of this, the, the tunnel in the Alps by a satanic ritual. And then yeah. the, the Church of Satan in Oklahoma City, one of the most conservatively right. Christian cities in the country, is trying to hold a 100,000-member black mass in the middle of the city. I mean, brother, wow. we're talking about open Satanism and now accepted and defended Satanism throughout the world. And then that's not... If, if any sign of the end times is showing that we're getting close to Jesus' return, mm-hmm. it's open outright fearless rebellion against God with feeling that there's no repercussions. Oh, Nathan, and that's why, you know, we we thank the Lord that you and I get to do these programs to hopefully encourage, and we pray, maybe you're listening on the other side, maybe you're watching, or maybe you'll be watching this program. Listen, we need your prayers. We need you to pray for our country. We need to pray for salvation. We need for the Holy Spirit to be poured on our nation and the leadership here, uh, especially for Election Day, because we we, we recognize the Lord is coming very soon, and things are wrapping up, and, and and it's up to us to be the salt and light in these last days, right, Nathan? And, and I mean, we're the glimpse. We're the only hope. <laughs> <laughs> Just the church is the only hope in this age. Now, yes. the Lord takes the church out, he's got other avenues for sharing the gospel yeah. and the tribulation of the brother. We're the restraining influence in the world. Yeah. We're the ones who stand up for what's right. And the church needs to stand up for what's right. Because if they don't, then Satanism and Satan's plans flourish throughout the world. Yes. Evil flourishes. Uh, we can't allow that. We we got to stand up what's for right because it's what's best for people. It, doing what is right according to God's moral law protects people, protects society, and it makes it flourish. When we turn mm. against God's way, it's like trying to drive a car while it's sitting on the hood. You can't do it. You can't yeah. do it well. And it, you got to drive the car like you're supposed to drive the car in the seat. And the world is trying to drive the car sitting on the hood, and it's just not getting them anywhere. They're going to crash. They're, they're going to crash. Wow, Nathan, excellent point. And, and, Nate, we know that there's people out there that they, they, they love the Lord. Maybe they don't know him yet. But we do need the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to win this battle. And we want to talk to you that are tuned in. If you don't have a relationship with the Lord, I know we only have about a minute left of the program. But maybe, Nate, can you maybe share with that person watching or listening maybe how they can start their relationship with the Lord today? Well, Jesus said that God loved the world so much that he, well, excuse me, I'll back up. John, the apostle, said that God loved the world so much that God gave his one and only son that Mm -hmm. whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And when you, in faith, accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and repent of your sins, then he promises to take the punishment, his wrath, off of you and put it on his son, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The punishment is off you. You can have a new life. You're free to have the hope for the future and eternal life with God. Mm -hmm. And that's what God wants for you. That's what's his best for you. He's given up his own son in a sacrifice to to make that happen for you. So Mm -hmm. embrace the Lord today. Accept him in faith and you too shall be saved. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that with our listening and audience. And we thank you all for tuning in. We know we've come to the end of the program. But Nathan, I want to thank you so much for opening up to us this incredible scriptures. And Nate, I hope you have an awesome, awesome weekend. Thank you for your book. Well, praise the Lord, brother. I'm glad you like it. And we're sure glad to have you back from Israel. Thank you so much. And the rest of you, we thank you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Remember, keep your eyes up because the Lord is coming, coming back very, very soon for you. And the rest of you, have an awesome day. May the Lord use you. Nathan Jones, thank you again. May the Lord bless you as well. God bless you, man.